In episode two, we look at avatars, bees and sex. Two stirs up a hornet's nest and discusses the busy, busy, busy beesiness of work, travel, sex uh, and bee stings. And the avatars that we choose to represent ourselves in our workplace is also thrown into the mix. Injuries can occur in the most unusual ways. Listen to this episode to learn about compensation pathways when things go awry during work travel. and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fetkovsky, Sarah Pazell and Alan Girl. Okay, welcome back again to this sensational series called Why Work and we want to revisit the, the Avatar issue. Conversation. Conversation, yes. You haven't told us what your Avatar is yet. My avatar is in Snapchat, okay? My son introduced me to Snapchat. It's the only way that he'll communicate with me is Snapchat. So literally, I was trying to text him on WhatsApp, and I asked him if he got my text, and he's like, on what did you use? WhatsApp. Oh, gosh, that's just for 50-year-old women, Mom. And went, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because he realised that, that I use that all the time, right? And he, oh. he literally just blurted that out spontaneously in, <laughs> in the kitchen and just went, oh, sorry, Mom, let me show you Snapchat. All right, so I, to speak with my son, I must Snapchat him. He won't even see a standard text. He won't see WhatsApp. Snapchat is how I get through, right? So he set up my profile. I only use it with my son, and I've got pink hair and a baseball cap backwards, kind of skateboardy chick. Okay, that's my avatar on Snapchat. But what I find is that workmates try to contact me because they can see if you've got a, a profile, right? Mm. I don't connect with anyone else on Snapchat, only my son. It's his dedicated channel because I don't want to. I can create all kinds of characters. I love playing with the photos. I can make myself ride a unicorn if I want to on that Snapchat. Anyone that's listening, yeah. that you won't connect to them on Snapchat? No, I'm sorry. I will not. I'm, I'm sorry, but with, I'm getting back to your avatar. And I could think of was that, that, is that Avril Lavigne song? He was a skater boy. I said, see you later, boy. That's all I could think yeah, of when, that, when, when, when you said that. We're gonna, when we're done today, we're going to say cool. your Snapchat account. Right. Right. So we'll do a how-to. <laughs> but the point, the point is there's all these different channels to communicate with people right and That's we were talking about having a little characterization of yourself and sometimes it can erode the boundaries or people feel some sense of connection intimacy with you other times yeah. you might offend somebody and not even realize that you're doing that so I have sometimes workmates contact me on whatsapp and I say you know I, I kind of use that more just for friends unless I'm traveling overseas it's a cheaper way to connect right I try to keep work on my standard email my traditional text things that I don't want read out by Siri in the car with my son well that might be whatsapp uh, that might be closer friend conversation and then Snapchat just one-on-one. But now all these boundaries are eroding where people are connecting. So you were asking before, well, hang on, is the metaverse somewhere out there not accessible? What about even just some of these apps where that's available to you? Do you have a Snapchat account? Come oh, on. I think I have a, an account on most social media. And what's your character like? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's very sad. I'm in a suit. <laughs> uh, You're a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to change that. <laughs> oh, dearie me. That's, you know, <laughs> but, it, 
things have been deconstructed, things have been centralised. And it's funny when we think about work, we think about work in the traditional sense. The uh, the law is a fertile source of the way in which humans behave and perhaps they shouldn't behave at times. But often we, we, we find all sorts of crazy cases. They may appear crazy, but when you strip them down to the basic elements, they're, they're work-related cases, yet the facts around them are bizarre. Yeah, and so... So places and spaces matter. We talked about that for health. But what about all the problems with places and spaces? Not just the molds and the poor lighting or the fact that you're fighting for a desk with other family members or maybe there are no dedicated desks and you're a a student in a shared home, right? But you still have a work obligation. But places and spaces matter. You guys have some great cases. Yeah, we've had some interesting cases come out of Western Australia involving native wildlife. So one case on a mine site uh, where dingoes would come into the mine site, Mm -hmm. wild dingoes would come into the wild into the campsite, a worker was eating her lunch and uh, the dingoes approached her. She felt not overly unsafe. She did leave the table but had a problem with her mobile phone, tried to shoo the dingo away, and then she was savaged by more than one dingo. It's horrible. Um, Yeah, it is horrible. But working environment can be anywhere and you can have all sorts of um, hazards in that work environment. There's another one from Western Australia where a surveyor went out onto a mine site and was stung by a bee and unfortunately, due to the way the circumstances played out, he passed away from that bee sting. So even a bee can be a hazard on a workplace. So, yes, we get, we're seeing lots of unusual working environments. So in that case, though, that person is conducting their work in a very traditional, familiar sense, something that would make sense to others, right? Yeah. In that case, so in both cases, fines were imposed on the employer. And in the case with the bee sting, mm-hmm. the employer and the, the company contracting the employer knew that the worker was allergic to bee stings. So it's not as if they are uh, no right. Well, I, I say so I'm allergic to bee stings and I was walking my dog and uh, the bee stung her on the foot. I would take... Be stung I'm, anywhere. Yeah, I was just, just walking along. But uh, yes, yeah, so I'm often watching because this person has beehives in his front yard but anyway that's another story so I'm sort of always wondering do I change my you know my walking patterns I'd be very mindful I was listening intently so they knew or ought to have known about the potential for a for, for there shop. to be a bee sting um and the uh wow uh, the bees were prolific in that particular area oh ah. so they're prolific in treasures area and if he's working away from yeah from the a traditional office but and it's expected that mm. he does that and he takes the dog for a walk. You get stung by a bee. You've got bee allergies, right? That's a really That's good point because this fellow has decided to have beehives. Fair enough, he's doing his bit for the environment. So, yeah, that's a really good now one, Sarah. Here I am. I'm on my lunch break. I'm working from home. It's 12 p.m. My boss knows as part of my arrangement. I've decided to take the dog for a walk. You've been obligated to work from home. As you know, it's not just about location. It's about location and activity. And when you're walking your dog, that's not a work-related activity. Oh, yeah. Well, come on. Wait a minute. What about this case in a hotel? Yeah, but we'll get to the hotel in a minute. No, let's talk. You're referring, I know what you're referring to, Mr. Girl. You're referring to the frolic doctrine. No, it's not like I've decided to go to Wynnum and get my favourite hot fish and chips, you know, along the way some scooter rams me. No, I'm walking five minutes up the road. 
as per any lunch break. So what? Yeah. And you're going back to work, so is that a journey claim too, right? Yeah, so I'm just having a more <laughs> bit of fresh air. Your workplace and, is now your and office, the right? goddamn bee stings me. It's not <laughs> like I've decided to go to the bayside um, and have a little bit of a frolic. You didn't shake illegal. the beehive and ask yeah, it's not like I, you. Yeah, it's right? not like I threw a rock at it and go, catch me if you can, <laughs> bee. Now, that would be, well, that would be misconduct. You know, we'll get to the misconduct and the hotel and the um, that case in a minute. And this is a good one, the bee. Here I am, lunch break, I've been working so hard, working like a Trojan, working like a busy bee, no pun intended. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm going to take my dog for a quick walk, get a bit of air, get the rhythm, get the circulation going. Because you're told, you got instruction from the workplace that you need to walk and move. Yeah. And postural variation is important. Walking is important. You just got told you had to combat sedentary, ill health behaviours. You've had a team meeting about this and walked. What she said, counsellor. So, for example... You followed the instructions to take a break from that dedicated office space in the home environment. I would argue it's not a frolic. I'm just going for a bit of a quick break. I'm not taking liberties. I'm having a quick little walk to get the rhythm going, the blood flowing. So that you can concentrate. I've just given a seminar to your workplace, right? We've spoken a webinar about how important this is and that that is going to help you be a better worker to think better and mind-body connects. And I'm being truthful, it's only 350 metres up the road because I've timed it with my little walking steppy thing because that's another good health. So maybe your employer should be instructing you not to wear flip-flops, as New Zealanders say, (laughs) to the shops or thongs, as Australians say. So so don't go to the shop in your thongs. I've done the right thing. I've got my little trekking shoes um, from a rock-climbing shop, so it's all really good stuff. But uh, the thing is... (laughs) <laughs> However, so it was Madoc who was stuck on the uh, who was stung on the paw. But now that you've mentioned this case with this worker, and Sarah said, "What's if that have been you?" And you know, like I said, I, um, uh, it's a pain going to Europe because I'm always freaking out about a, a bee getting me. So even travel. Okay, so what if the bee just floats onto your little back porch and See, you're at work while you're at home? Interesting. I mean, we're not here to give legal advice or answer these things, but it's got me thinking. It, it is interesting, but. You've also got me thinking about what people wear and in the pre-COVID work environment, office environment, we sometimes have very strict requirements about what people wear. What about when they're at home? Should we be um, regulating what they wear at home? Trej and I showed up at a conference to talk about work from anywhere and we both had our furry slippers on when we walked out just to make that point. I'm sitting here in a podcast right now with my legs crossed and my feet bare. It's that chain, or let's not call it a chain, that web of responsibility, it still it still has to be, you know, good managers would need to keep an eye on it. I mean, good managers would need to keep an eye on, obviously, mental health, but they always want to keep an eye on, am I going off to Wynnum, which is a suburb in Brisbane, which is about 45 minutes from where I live, am I going off to get fish and chips there because I like the particular um, light tempura batter, or am I just nipping down the road, <laughs> you know, just nipping down the road for a quick coffee, which is 400 metres. Well, I wouldn't because I've got my own coffee machine, but just nip down the road to walk my dog. And this random bee came and got me, just saying. It's certainly interesting. But it's not just the tasks that you do, the environment, right? Let's say, let's mm. say that you have been asked to work somewhere else, but you've kind of officially clocked off. I've, I've, I've yeah. used an example of a mine site. You might use work travel where I've been... Uh, engaged in work. Maybe I've been speaking at a conference. Maybe I've just had meetings. Maybe I have to go do a worksite inspection, whatever it is. And my travel is 
for purposes of work. Yes. But I'm no longer on a phone call, a case conference, or you know, a video conference, or even reading a report. That's what are right. the obligations there? All right, so you're Not in a motel. task. So you're in a motel. I'm in a motel room. And it's understood, your worker would understood that you would eat, shower, sleep, return to the place of temporary residence. Indeed. Now, I'm going to throw this out there. What if you decided to engage in other activities? You injure yourself. Well, there's certainly been uh, lots of discussion about that sort of thing going all the way up to the High Court. And uh, there's, uh, it's talked about is where a public servant had sex at a in her motel room was injured during the process of that activity and she sought compensation and uh, understandably so because she was quite seriously injured but wait, the, understandably but so wait a minute understandably so so i'm going to say right now from a woman's perspective that if i'm having sex in a hotel room and i get injured even though i was traveling for work i would find that really confronting to submit a claim as i'd have to reveal that activity, I'm imagining, lawyers will not let me go without explaining what I was doing when that work, that injury happened. Yes, right? you have to be probative <laughs> and cogent in your fact-finding. Well, but can we feel back a fact bit? Fact-finding. Uh, the nature of the injury, I know this is a reported decision because it's gone all the way to the High Court. The fact that it's gone from a tribunal to a single, to an appeal court, to a high court means this was pretty serious stuff. That was so the nature of the injury. Case? That's what right. Is, there's no, there's no secrecy about this case. Frame this um, case. Frame well this published. case. And, um, well, so, frame it. Well, who is it? What is this? Well, so, <laughs> well, well the, the name of the, the claimant has has never been published uh, in, yeah. in the public arena anyway. And um, the nature of her injury was that she was holding on to light fittings um, during intercourse and managed to rip one of the light fittings out of the wall and the glass broke on her face, I, I, as I understand it, and that's right. how she was injured. So she sustained facial lacerations. I, that, that's how, that's my understanding of the From equipment injury. that malfunctioned because it came out of the oh, wall. Well, I don't think it malfunctioned. Well, she uh, it, pulled it out of the wall or somebody been, pulled it out of the wall. It's it been an intervention. Been it's been intervention. Um, it's been a, but you do raise a very good point about the, the legal system in that if you want to pursue one of these claims, what's happened is could potentially become very public. And for the woman that made the claim in this case, it got international attention. It was so, also psychological claim. Psychological claim and yeah. physical lacerations. And now it's got global attention. Yeah. And we're bringing up, this is pre-pandemic, correct? Mm. Yeah, we're bringing up this ago. whole yeah. concept, the test of, it's not where you work, but why, but is it? Places and spaces matter. And can I just say, based on the court reports, so this injury happened in 2007, no one has ever done that sort of activity again since. <laughs> <laughs> That's been filed for a claim anyway. <laughs> so, so you're supposed to say it's obviously clear the employer did not induce, coerce or demand that person engage in that type of activity. But it's an interesting example of we're human, all too human, and it was clear, the court made it clear, this was not an issue about misconduct. However, the central issue was, was there just so much disconnectivity between the activity and, and you know, the remoteness of it. And it's, it's interesting, though, the fact that it had to be debated right to the High Court. So clearly, these are vexed issues. It's one thing um, to say, oh, well, it's a clear-cut case of compensation being denied. No, no, it, it was not clear-cut at all. all. All these cases are very difficult. The um, uh, 
cases where people are injured whilst away on a work trip. In this particular case, uh, the High Court ended up debating if the light had fallen out of the wall onto her, mm. she may have been successful in a claim, but she was unsuccessful because there was no part of her work duties that required her to pull on a light like fitting in a wall. So, uh, so let's just pause and let's just reflect on that. Yeah. So, so theoretically, you may be having sex, you've been traveling for work, right? Something in the environment collapses on you, falls on you of for no reason of your conscious doing. Yeah, right? well, slip in the shower. So then you're still not necessarily tested by the task for work. It's purely about the place and the space. Correct, because work yeah. said you need to go to, you'll be, st- we will book your hotel, yeah. we will book your flight, like it's happening, I'm going to Tuesday, it's all booked okay. for me. So I reasonably expect, for example. Just leave the light fittings alone. Don't yeah. touch the oh, light look, fittings. Don't so, for example, the shower curtain or screen not to fall on me. Not to get electrocuted when you put the light switch on the wall. But right? if I decide to manipulate that shower screen or that's, if I decide to do <laughs> something that is beyond <laughs> The controller. Then it's Correct. a different kettle of fish. I'm getting visuals. Okay. <laughs> it's um, just yeah. on the record. I haven't moved to any shower streets. <laughs> Another disclaimer, as all of these things are on this show. But then again, places and spaces matter, which they is my matter. argument that in certain circumstances, they more than absolutely do. We hope you enjoyed that episode of Why Work. You've been listening to Trage, Sarah, and Alan, and if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information, names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.